St. John's Nation, thank you for once again tuning in to St. John's Missionaries Baptist Church Podcast to listen to Pastor Michael H. L. Robinson Sr. bring the word that God has given him. Today's podcast is titled, When the Lord Calls, Answer. I know some of y'all are used to swiping your phone to the right or flipping it over when somebody calls, but when the Lord calls, you may want to answer that call. I hope you enjoy this podcast, and like always, be blessed. If y'all don't mind, let us bow just for a brief word of prayer. Our Father and our great God, it is in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, your only begotten Son. In his name that we come this morning, Lord God, just telling you thank you for another day's journey another day's blessing. God, we're very glad and we're excited about this day. We, God, are thankful, grateful, and we're excited about the opportunity, God, to fellowship and worship with the brethren and the sisters, all of the saints of God this morning. We ask you, Lord God, that you just come into this place. Allow your spirit, O Lord God. Allow his presence, O Lord God. Allow his being, God, to move this morning, God, in this place, in our hearts, God, upon our minds, O Father God. O Lord God, and as he moved, God, allow us, God, to realize that it is him moving and it's all because of you, Father God. We tell you, thank you now, God, and we pray, God, you just allow your spirit to fall fresh in this place and whatever God each one of us stand in need of God this day the word we need the encouragement we need God the sight that we need God I ask you God that you God would open up the windows of heaven God this morning and grant it to us in the name of Jesus God oh my God right now God some God stand oh Lord God shackled and bound oh Lord God even by our own imagination God I'm asking God that you would rebuke it and raise a standard against those delusions that they have today Father God in the name of Jesus God even now, God, we open our hearts, our minds, our spirit, our very being to you, God. We surrender to you now, God. We say, Lord, have thine way today. We thank you, God. We glorify you, God. We magnify you, God. We lift your name on high this morning, God. We say, Lord, have thine way. We ask it, God, in Jesus' name. Thank you this morning, God. Thank you, God. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, God, for your spirit. We thank you, God, for your presence, God. We thank you, God, for the blood, God. We thank you, God. Oh, God. We say, have thy way, God. Have your way, God. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I surrender all to you. Withholding nothing, withholding nothing, I surrender all to you, everything I give to you, I'm withholding nothing, withholding I surrender all I surrender all to you everything I give everything I give to you withholding nothing withholding nothing withholding nothing withholding nothing Lord I surrender all I surrender Yeah. 
holding nothing. We're 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 holding nothing. Lord, we surrender. We're holding nothing. Lord, we surrender. We're holding nothing. We're holding nothing. I give you all of me. 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 Give you all of me. Say, King Jesus, my Savior, forever. I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Give you all of me. Oh, say, King Jesus, my Savior. surrender all to you yes lord yes lord everything i give to you i'm withholding nothing withholding nothing withholding nothing withholding nothing hallelujah come on let's give god a hand clap of praise hallelujah come on let's give god a hand clap of praise hallelujah Father God, we thank you for your visitation. We thank you for your son. We thank you for salvation. And God, even now, we thank you, God, for keeping us in perfect peace. Because we keep our mind and our hearts on you. We ask you now, Lord God, that you would speak for your children are listening. God, we know that we need a word from you today. We know, God, in order to make it in this world, we need a word from you. So we ask you, God, that you just speak now. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless God. Amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise. <clears throat> Everybody's busy. They have many things that they they're doing, and most of us will have things we need to do, and we try to take some things off our plate. And as soon as you do, something else gets on there. Every now and then, we'll find ourselves busy then our phone rang so I don't know about y'all but it just seemed like my life everything is on the same the same time schedule either no one's calling Pam or everybody calling either nobody needs anything or everybody needs something um, Friday and, and Saturday I was you know at the shop working and Schedules, you know, kind of full up. 
and built in a lunch break in that mother. I know you got to stop and eat, fam. Hey, man, your pastor like to eat. That's why I got a good wife who can cook, amen. 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 But with that, we sitting there and we looked at, and I was scared. It was full and it was a comfortable day. It wasn't a rushy day. It wasn't all on top of each other. And all of a sudden, uh, about, open up at 8.15 and first client, he's there, he comes in and we're kind of doing some, some pleasantries, getting ready to go. And all of a sudden, somebody else running the door. I said, I can get to about 2 o'clock. I'm going to work right now. And so I got started on him, and five minutes later, somebody else running the door. And two folk, right? all of them coming at the same time. And then all of a sudden, um, everything got quiet again. It went on, and started talking to a couple of the members about some things. And, and the phone started ringing. I'm on the phone. You know, got to send message answer right now. It just, everything happens all at the same time. And oftentimes, I build in some time that since Nikki, where I'll sit back and say, well, I'm just going to wait on something to happen. And tomorrow, nothing happens at all. I hate just sitting there. I don't waste all this time. I hate wasting time. Um, but that's the way it is. And I find sometimes um, I don't like ignoring people's calls. But sometimes, you know, you can't get off the call that you're on. Or if you got two calls, you're on a call, and then you got another call on hold. And when somebody calls you, the third person, they go into voicemail automatically. And they think you send them the voicemail. But it's not so. Um, but with that, I, I found that there are some important people um, in life. My mom is very important. Amen. Um, if, if she calls, um, I'm going to answer a call, Pam. You hear me? So if your mama call, don't answer a phone call. I don't get mad with y'all. Get over it. Amen. I honor thy mother and thy father that their days may be long upon the land in which the Lord thy God giving you. To dishonor them, I'm taking that and you're going to cut yourself short. So when she called, I answer, answer a call. Um, when my wife calls, unless I got a razor blade in my hand and I'm cutting on somebody's head, I'm going to answer the call because she's important. By the same token, when my children call, Marcia, I'm going to answer the call. When y'all call, I'm going to answer your call because y'all are important. If I'm in a meeting, I'm going to evaluate if I'm going to take the call or not. Now, if somebody call me and they hang up and they call back and they call back and I can answer, I'm like, something wrong, I need to answer the call. But oftentimes we'll find when God is calling, and I'm, most of y'all, y'all got the same standards I have as far as answering calls and things like that, but when the Lord calls, for whatever reason, we find that we don't want to answer his call. And that's not a good place to be. That's not a good place to be because you don't know often why he's calling. Sometimes the people, when they, when they call, we have a tendency of evaluating if we take that call, child, I know what she's calling for. <laughs> no, you don't. No, God is omnipresent. God is omniscient. <laughs> we're not. We are in the place that we're in at that given moment. Jesus Christ, when he left, he sent his Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God, he resides he dwells within us, all of us, all at the same time. See, God don't just talk to me. He don't just talk to the pope or the priest or the pastor or the deacons or the mothers. Who have, he talks to everybody um, by his spirit. Amen. So with that, amen, we're going to take you over to some scripture and uh, we're going to talk just for a few minutes this morning on what the Lord has laid on our hearts. We're going to find ourselves over in Acts chapter 9. And if you're hearing, we're going to read verses 10 down through 16. And ABSF, thank you for what you're doing. Amen. Verse 9, excuse me, verse 10, 
And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for the one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. He's prayed. Amen. And is seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all that called on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Father, we pray that you will speak to us now, God, in Jesus' name. We've got to be able to know that God is calling. And when we do, we've got to, like Ananias, you know, listen to what the Lord has to say. Here we find that uh, this man called Ananias, who is, as the Bible describes him, a certain disciple. Now, for the record, a disciple is someone who you study the word, you spread the word, and you heed the word. But there's something about Ananias that we don't see in the word. You don't hear him talked about at all. Uh, he's kind of like um, that, that mysterious prophet who shows up and does a work and then he just kind of vanishes away. It's okay when you know that you belong to God and you know that quietly you're doing the work that God has called you to do. Even if your name is not recorded in the record anywhere, even if it's never called from the pulpit, even if you're never called on to do anything at all, just know that you belong to God. In belonging to God, you would know just like Ananias when God is calling you. Notice, amen, that Ananias, his name didn't pop up anywhere before, but it was very clear based on the word of God that's written here in his book that he was a disciple of God. The only thing it says about him, he was a certain disciple that was at Damascus, and here's what his name was. And it's very clear that the Lord starts speaking to him, and Ananias knew that he must answer God's call when he called. So this morning, amen, what I want to tell you this morning, when the Lord calls, y'all better say it. See, 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 here's the way it is. This morning, amen, I, I told Penny this morning, I think I didn't text. I said it very shortly. This thing here that's, that's laid out right there, it can preach all by itself. I ain't got to open my mouth and say nothing else. You can flip through them little things up there and all of a sudden y'all say, I got it. And those who don't get it, amen, that means you might not be in the place you need to be for God. But Ananias, amen, he found himself in the place, amen. What I mean by in the place, amen, he wasn't in a certain place. It told about where he was from, and he was at the mass, but he wasn't like in, in the temple, amen. He wasn't kneeling at the feet, amen. He was just a certain disciple who found himself, amen, in the place in his heart that he was ready to hear from God. But notice, amen, as he heard from God, amen, he was a little reluctant, amen. But you can tell, amen, he was concerned about the brethren and the sisters. Notice, if you will, amen, when he heard the Lord call him, he never said, well, Lord, he's going to hurt me. He said, now, I've heard what he's done to the saints at Jerusalem. And Brother Richard, check the record, y'all help me out, amen. But I think, amen, this is the first time you hear the church, the people of God, be referred to as saints. 
See, that, that's a good title, DK, man. When they say the saints of God, that means you belong to God. And no, that Ananias knew, amen, that those brothers and those at Jerusalem, they belong to God. But notice, amen, he was concerned about them. So what about you? Are you concerned about your brothers and your sisters? Notice he didn't go into the streets and start saying anything at all, but he had had a conversation about Paul. I heard. See, anytime somebody tell you that to me, I heard. They never said, I heard from nobody. I heard what went on. Paul had one about persecuting the church and he continued on until he met the Lord. I mean, so what that being said, I mean, you and I, we can't stop folk from persecuting the church. But when we hear God's call, we lay all of that down because God said lay it down. Now, my, my first thought for you this morning is when the Lord calls, you need to answer. Amen. But oftentimes we don't answer when God calls. So you say, brother preacher, why not? You, you all may have your own reasons why not, amen. But when we go back, amen, to the very beginning of the book, amen, and we talk about this man named Adam. Y'all know the one y'all related to. Y'all know him. If you don't think you are related to him, go back and look at the book. He that Sheila preached on him, he's the first Adam. And then there's a second Adam, amen, who came, amen, and cleansed all of the men. that the first Adam got you to do. But we find ourselves, I mean, over in Genesis chapter 3, verse 9, Adam, he feared God's call. See, now, now notice, I mean, Adam feared God's call, but he knew God was calling. Y'all remember when you were little bad children and your mama called you and you got scared. Why did you get scared? Because you did something you had no business doing. Genesis chapter 3, verse 9. And the Lord called unto Adam and said to him, Where art thou? Now, why does God have the Adam, Where art thou? God knows exactly where you are. Every now and then, we think we know where you are. We think we know where we are. See, some of y'all, Amy, who got your mind on this afternoon, your body's sitting here, but you yourself is not in this room. How do I know? Because a lot of you walk out of here, you heard the word of God preach, you felt God move, amen, but you yourself know not what God said. Now, a lot said in the barbershop, mother. But what's said in the shop, stayed in the shop. But on this particular occasion, I had someone working with me, and there's a preacher man came in and he asked, hey, so y'all go to church? And both of the people said, yeah, we, we, we go to church. Did you go on Sunday? Yeah, we went on Sunday. What's your preacher preach about? What the Lord said to the lab again, 1 Peter chapter 15, always be ready. So one of them was ready, huh? My preacher said this, this, and this here. Oh, okay, I don't know what church he was in. And then the other one, well, my preacher, he preached about this right here. He said, well, I was in that church too, and I ain't hear that preacher say that. <laughs> See, sometimes, I mean, we're in the building, amen, but our spirit is somewhere, our mind is somewhere else, amen. And as a result, amen, we find ourselves not able to recite what God said. But Adam, he was at a place, amen, and he was fearful of God. Why was he fearful of God? Like I said, when your mama called you, you did something you had no business doing, so you ain't want to answer your mom. So you went and hid. Adam, he says, amen, in the early verse, amen, God said, I heard, I heard you walking, I heard you call me, and since I know who you are, I have a relationship with you, amen, you put me in this garden, amen, and you made all this beautiful stuff for me to partake in. I heard you calling, but I was scared, I was fearful. How about you, amen, when God calls you, have you become fearful? Why do we become fearful when we have a loving God who gave us something to die for us, but we're scared when he hears us? i tell you why. You ain't living right. You can, amen, you can write that book the way you want to. You are not living right. Somebody tell me that sin is in the camp. 
You know what happened, amen, when God told him to go in and utterly destroy these folk, amen, they went in, amen, and one man decided, ooh, I like this right here. So I'm going to take this. Now notice, amen, Roxanne, God says go in with utterly. Somebody help me out. What does that mean? Talk to me this month. What does utterly mean? Say it, say it loud. That means I want you to destroy every single thing. If it moves, if it breathes, I, mean, I want you to destroy it. If it can't do nothing, burn it up. I want it destroyed. But what did he do? Y'all better talk this morning. He took that thing, and he, when he took it, he knew it was wrong. Why? Because he took it on and hid it. See, I'm going to dig, dig a hole down here. Nobody can say, don't you know the earth is the Lord, the fullness thereof? The world and they that dwell therein. Don't you know God sits high and looks low? He knows everything. He hid it. And as a result, he sinned. So you write your book on what your sin is, amen. But that's why you become fearful when God calls you. But God don't call me. Yes, he does. My sheep. They know my voice. And a stranger, they will not follow. How do you know? Because, see, there was a young man by the name of Samuel, amen, knowing God's call, but he didn't know who was calling him. In other words, he heard the voice calling him, but he did not know who it was. See, with young Samuel, when we look at, amen, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 4, here's what it says. That the Lord called Samuel, and he answered here I am. But notice now, young Samuel, he's innocent. He's not done anything wrong. He's the one, amen, who was a miracle baby, as was said. He was born, amen, to a mother who was barren and couldn't have children. But see, this mother got it right. See, y'all mothers, amen, who don't want to bring your children to church, oh, she don't want to come. He don't, oh, I'm hurting somebody this morning. See, the mamas back in the day, you can go hang out all night long on Saturday night, get drunk, smoke your pot, do whatever you want to do, but Saturday morning. Y'all know I'm right about it. But mom, I'm tired. I don't care. You had the energy to get up last night and hang out at 2 o'clock in the morning. You can go and give God a little bit of praise because God woke you up this morning. But see, we're a different breed now. We want to do our own thing, amen. She don't want to go. He don't want to go. He's big enough to make his own decision. He's big enough to pay his own bills. If my 12-year-old tell me they don't want to go to church, they better get a job and find a different house address. I'm sorry. In other words, let me get your house in order, church. But see, young Samuel, he was innocent just like these children. They don't do any better, but now we're feeding them all of this mess. They don't know who they are. They don't know if they're girls, they're boys. They don't know if they're white or black. They don't know if they're Jew or Gentile. They don't know if they're Christians, if they're Muslim. They don't know what they are. They're confused. That's our fault. Train up a child in the way in which they should go, and when they're old, why not? Because they got it rooted and grounded in them. How the young man, he's a preacher now. He said, yeah, you know, I came up in the church. They put the word in me. They took me, even when I, they took me to church. But brother preacher, I strayed for 19 long years. But I thank God, amen, through them 19 long years, God kept me, God cut me, and when God called me out of darkness into his mother, I heeded the call. He was fearful. But young Samuel, he wasn't fearful because they had done wrong. He was not mature. He did not know the voice of God. But notice what he did know. Samuel knew, amen, that he needed to go and talk to his leader. Talk to, we're going to call him the Lord with a little L. The one who was designed to train and guide and nurture him. He went to him. See, the problem, amen, many of us, amen, we're in the immature category, but not because we're babies. Because not studying the have approved. Oh, therefore, amen, when God does call them, we don't realize it's him. And then we'll hear somebody, see young Samuel went to Eli, amen. he was Eli's little protege. He went to Eli and said, Lord, here I am. He said, no, that ain't me calling. Go and make the bed, son. Then all of a sudden he heard it again. He went back again. 
And he went back again. And then finally, amen, Eli told him the next time you hear the voice, say, Lord, here am I. In other words, amen, God is going to know how he trained him. But see, many of us, amen, it's not the fact, amen, that we're babes in Christ. It's the fact, amen, that we're grown people and we refuse to study the word of God. And when we should be eating meat, we still have milk around our mouth because we refuse to study to show ourselves a proof unto God. Notice now, go all the way back to the first, amen, with young uh, Ananias, amen. He went there, he studied, he knew, he prayed, he fastened the word on seven. I know he did it. How did he know it? Because it implied. Because when God called, he knew God was calling him. But Samuel did not know. Here's a caution for us, church. If you don't know, if you're not studying the word, amen, and God is calling you, and you think somebody else is calling, you have a lot of folk, amen, that are opposite of Eli in this world. When you go to them, they're going to mislead you. They're going to misguide you. The Bible tells me that the devil, he's walking about. And sometimes, amen, he's running about. Sometimes he's right there behind. Some of y'all, he's sitting right there, right there right now. But he's right there, amen. And when you say, oh, what did God say? Well, here's what God said. God said you can eat. Did he tell you he was going to, he didn't mean you were really going to die. Go ahead and eat the heat. Go ahead and do it. It's going to be all right. Go ahead and sing the way you want to. Go ahead and live your life. Amen. It's going to be okay. God know that in the day, amen, that you eat of this tree, when you eat of this fruit, amen, you're going to be just like him. You're going to know good and evil. That's why Adam said, when I heard you, I was afraid. But young Samuel, he did not know who God was, but he had me trained. And notice, we need to be more like Eli when it comes down to God, when our children need something. We may not say, hey, go over there, God is there, but maybe show them what the word of God says. Son or daughter, when you find yourself in this situation, maybe you need to pray. Maybe you need to talk to the Lord. Maybe you need to just get into your word. You need to stay on your knees a little bit. Stay out the club. Stay off of this, that, and other. Get yourself in good with God and not your crew, not your squad, not your partner. Get in good with God. That was Eli's problem, to make sure that young Samuel knew the voice of God. Now, with it, when we get to the place, church, and we do hear God's voice, and I'm here to tell you this morning, every single one of you, God is going to call you. And when he calls you, there's something that he wants you to do. So you have to be willing to go for God. I'm going for God. Notice that y'all get it in your heart real good. We're going for God and not for me, not for self. Too often, and when God starts speaking and there's something for us to do, we're going to do it because we're going to get a little panel. We're going to get a little fame, a little glory. Or we want to forge our own path. <clears throat> Notice, amen, over in Isaiah 6 and 8, what happens. Y'all know Brother Isaiah. He knew who the Lord was. Isaiah 6 and 8 says, also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And... Who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. Who? Going for God. Notice, amen. He raised his hands to the court, said, send me. But notice, notice what he says. Notice I say this thing here. You know, he, he, there was a lot going on in this conversation. Go back and read um, chapter 6. I mean, look at the first few verses. We find some folk in there talking. The seraphims in there, they were talking, they were worshiping, praising to God. Then Isaiah was talking. But then the Lord shows up and he speaks. Who shall we send and who will go for us? Amen. Notice, I mean, he didn't respond to the seraphim, the cherubim, or nobody else up there. But when God spoke, here am I. Send me. Are you volunteering to go and do the work of the Lord? Are you going for God? Are you afraid to go because you're doing it in your own name? Do you hear God talking? Are you answering God when he calls? Are y'all doing like that little date nap? You swiping left. Brother Preacher, I ain't that advanced. I don't know how to swipe left. I just turn my phone over. It's the same difference. 
you're ignoring God when he called. And instead, some of those gossip callers that you have calling every single day at the given hour of the day to talk about their latest and the greatest that's going on with your brothers and your sisters who you really should not be talking about. You be praying for and interceding for, amen. You're taking those calls. When the preacher called, brother preacher, I'm busy. Let me call right back. If you was busy, why you took my phone call? I think I passed English class. I can leave a message, and I'm not offended. I hope when you read, you call me back. But when God calls too often, Amen. We're not going for Him, but if we go, it's for us. How do I know this? Because when you go. If it's not for God, amen, if you're seeking God's kingdom first and his righteousness, you don't worry about how long you're going to be there preaching and praying and doing whatever. You're just going. And see, here's something I've learned about God. God has a way of controlling and orchestrating and moving and setting things up, amen. Well, when we spend all this time with God, praying and fasting and doing his work, ministering and talking about and helping about and being helped, guess what? God has a way of making all of the other stuff stay right where it is or allowed to be handled by somebody else. But brother preacher, if I don't go do that, I don't go talk to my kid, I don't do this, that, and the other, there's going to be trouble. God's got them little rascals. God's got them. How did I got children? I love my children just like you love yours. I do anything for them except deny God. But too often, we ignore God for all of these other things. Maybe that's not your thing, but that's something that you're ignoring God for when God's called. When he called, you don't answer God. I'm like, Adam, I've done wrong. I'm in a mess. But guess what? When you're in your mess, don't mean God can't talk to you. The Bible says that Adam had messed up. They had eaten, they had sinned. What is sin? I'm doing what God told me not to do. You sin. And notice though, even though he was in his mess, who talked to him? Adam, where are you? What you doing over there, boy? I was scared. I know what you've done, so why are you hiding from me? Why don't you come and confess and lay all yourself on the altar of God? God, I've sinned, I messed up. I told you I learned something my daddy. You ain't gonna blackmail me. If I did it, tell you I did it. You know why? Because God knew I did it. And when I stand before God, I mean, did you do this here? No, I ain't do that. <laughs> the book said you did. God knows. He sits out, he looks low, he reigns on the chest, and I just, God knows everything. He's all knowing, he's all powerful. He created everything. If he say, let it be, and it was, and the light come on, they came on, and there was no lights there. Y'all ever try that? Y'all try that gossip, you walk in the house, the lights come on. <laughs> light, man, they see it right. And it's still dark. But God, amen, just speaks. Let there be light. And the word says, and it was. Separate the waters. Make a heaven, make an earth, amen. Oh, let a ferment come between the two. And it was. And everything he did, the word said it was good and very good, amen. So God know what you've done. And if you're in your mess even now, God is still trying to call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. See, that's the call we're missing. Remember I told you earlier too often, amen, when somebody called us, man, I know what they're calling for. No, you don't. Just miss a blessing. Oh, I know what God just wants. He, he wants to embarrass me in front of these folk. He wants to get me in front of them church folk and tell my business. Y'all have been there, God's putting your business out. Amen. From the poor, but you ain't even talked to the preacher. <laughs> and you're riding home. God, did you tell him what I said last night? You don't talk to that man. You know what I mean, Barbara? Jimmy. Y'all ever been there? That's God talking to you, not the preacher. <laughs> Preacher 101, you don't refer to your conversation with folk when you get up here. When I, when I study the word, I don't look at no stuff. I don't call nobody up. Now, every now and then, if I'm studying and God calls me, I'm telling me to call you, I'll call you. Can I get in with somebody? 10.30 night. That's kind of late for some of y'all. 
But if God said call, guess what I'm doing? Call. I'm call. But just imagine if I were to ignore God's call. When he just said make a phone call. When he said do this. Now that becomes me. My God, you know she mad at me. You know he don't want to talk to me. See that means I'm putting me before God. What do you mean putting me? I'm putting my feelings, my emotions before God. We got to bring ourselves under subjection in order to allow God to be first. God has to be number one in our lives. Once again, the word of God declares of Matthew says, seek ye what first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things we added unto you. But we're not doing that. We're putting us before God. Notice what happened to Ananias here in chapter 10 of um, chapter 9, um, verse 10. Said there was a certain disciple of Damascus named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. Let's pause right there. God called Ananias by name. I'm not sure if Ananias was in the midst of a lot of folk or not. But because God wanted Ananias to do this work, how do you know he wanted Ananias? One, he called Ananias. Two, he had already told Paul, hey, man, you need to go see a man named Ananias. Yeah. Wow. See how God does that? God didn't do like, see y'all who miss Bibles, so y'all miss over in, in the book, when we start talking about these prophets, amen, who God sent off to do something, and then another prophet came behind him and told him to do something that God told him not to do. Y'all missed that one. Y'all missed it. See, see, see the, the prophet was there, and he heard God speak to him, and he answered God's call, and he went and did what God told him to do. And then the king said, well, prophet, I want you to eat and drink. No, no, no. God told me not to eat, told me not to drink, told me to go out a whole different way. But then a prophet came behind the king, even after God had told him not to do this, and said, wait a minute, you're the prophet who went down there and did his work. Yep, that's me. Well, an angel of the Lord told me to tell you to do this. Y'all got it, Bible study group. John says, Many false prophets have gone out into the world. Many have gone out. That means don't you get caught up thinking that God is speaking to you through somebody when God himself has called your name, Ananias. If you're seeking God first. You're putting God's agenda before your own agenda. When God calls you, you'll know that God is calling. And when somebody tells you to do what God told you not to do, you'll know you shouldn't do it, Adam. See, Adam had a wife. And the Bible says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. But see, Adam didn't find Eve. God made Eve for Adam. God put him to sleep, amen, got that rib and made his wife called Eve, amen. And Adam allowed Eve to lead him and mislead him and went against what God said. God told me not to do this, but you say do it. Oh, God have mercy. All of a sudden, I mean, he put wife before God. He didn't want no trouble in the household. But God said, don't prophet. God said, you don't drink, you don't eat when you go down there, and you go out a different way. And he went and listened to what the, the old prophet said. And so here's something about, about the Lord. God is in control of everything. I don't care if you're foolish and you do something crazy, God is still yet in control. That old prophet came back and said, you know what? I lied. God. See, the devil, when he gets you scared and you start putting you first and doing you, and you think that God is speaking to you, when the devil, must be about to study and know God, but the devil will trick you and then he'll come back and tell you, I lied to you. Why did you lie? I'm the devil. I'm the father of lies. What do you think I'm going to do? Do you think you're better than the rest of the folk that I fooled and duped? Do you think you're better than, the, do you really think I like you? 
But when we put God first and we're looking to do God's will, we're listening for God's voice and we're not swiping, turning, ignoring, going the other way. When God starts speaking, we'll be okay every single time. This certain man of God, this certain disciple of God, when he heard God, here's what he did. He answered God. So make sure when God is calling you, church, you answer when God is calling. How do you know God is calling? Because you belong to God and you know God's voice. Two, this man of God, this disciple of God, this disciple of Christ, he had a conversation with God. He answered and then he communed with God. What do you mean? He said, wait a minute, God. Now, don't you know this man is persecuting the saints down here in Jerusalem? I don't want to do this. I know what he's done to them implied. Maybe he's going to do something to us when he come up here. I'll bring him into the fellowship, into the sheepfold, and I'll let he destroy all of us. God says, wait a minute, I need to be first, amen. He has a call, he has some work he's got to do, and oh, by the way, he's got to be persecuted for my name's sake. In other words, Ananias, in other words, St. John, in other words, believers, it's not about you. Every now and then, God has something for you to do, and if, if you do what God does tell you to do, amen, you will affect a change in somebody's life. You don't know what effect the change is going to be in their life until you do what God has told you to do. But when we don't do it for God, when God is not first, when our well-being is first, he could very easily say, well, God, you need to get somebody else. Because I ain't going to let him come in and hurt us. But God knows, church, our Ending from the very beginning. Before you started, when you were in your mother's womb, God knew where you were going to be. So Ananias did it. And as a result, look at the work that Paul did for God after Ananias answered God's call. So he heard God and he answered him. He communicated with God and then he responded to God. How did he respond? He got up and he went down there. He went down to Paul. He laid hands on him. He prayed for him. Pray for those who despitefully use you. That's what the word tells us. Don't tell us to ignore him and run away from him. God did not give you the spirit of fear, but he gave you power, love, and a sound mind. You can only exercise that if you know that you belong to God, you know that you're covered by the blood, you know that you're the order by God. Too often, when we don't put God first, we look to see if we're leaving our mark. So when you leave here, what's going to be your legacy? That's what telling us today. That's putting us in self. Y'all familiar with that little... Little poem about footprints. And I look back and say, God, why'd you leave me? No, that's just my footprints when you need me. See, that's when we want God. When we're in trouble, we want God to pick us up and carry us. But see, when you're not in trouble, amen, you shouldn't look down and only see the footprints of God. Either you're walking in the steps of the Lord, amen, or God is just really ordering us and it looked like his because your name is not on any of it. Notice all of the while after Paul has had his conversion and his change and his eyes are open after he's had his hand laid on. Guess what? You don't hear Paul. Here's what Ananias did. It's not about Ananias. It's all about God. But Ananias, he answered God. He communicated with God and then he responded to God. How do you respond when God is calling you? Do you answer him? Or do you become like Adam? You become fearful. Do you find yourself resorting to your baby days when you didn't know God? God, I didn't know you was calling. Yes, you did. You ever have somebody call you in? Or you call them, I didn't know you called me. They call these phones smart for a reason. Am I right about it? They stopped making dumb phones long time ago. Even if you don't think you got a smart one, you got a smart one. You go call Mr. Verizon and ask him who you called yesterday. Who you sending? All these folk going to jail because they lying. I, I wasn't there. The phone said you were there. 
I ain't seen that message. The phone said you sent the message. Your phone got it in there. If the smartphone got all that knowledge about you, what does God know about you? God, I didn't hear you. God, I was scared. Church today, we have to answer when God calls. I don't care where we are. I don't care where you've been. Don't care what you've done. Don't care what you're doing. And I'm going to say it from here, and I mean it from all my heart. You don't get mad. The world can get mad. If you are living a life of sin, you still need to call on God because you don't know when God's going to pull you out of that mess. But you find yourself, amen, living in sin, amen, and not calling on God, amen, you'll find yourself going further and further and further and further down. But if you keep calling, amen, after a while, amen, something, amen, that battle that's going on on the inside, you do know, amen, that the spirit and the flesh, it battles all of the time. But if you just go ahead and give up, amen, then the flesh wins. That's, that's it. But we've got to answer when God calls. Douglas Malak, he wrote a poem be the best. And he go through a series of be the best. He go through a series of if you can't. If you can't do this, if you can't be this, be this. If you can't be the tree on the top of a mountain, be a shrub down in the valley. Be this. If you can't be a bastard, be a musky, but be the liveliest little musky there is. Amen. And the only way, amen, we can be the best for God is we got to answer God's call when he rings our number. You can't be the best of anything without God. You've got to have faith in God. You've got to believe in him. And without faith in God, it's impossible to please him. If you're not obedient to God, you're not pleasing God. When God calls, answer. Sometimes God has called some of y'all in the midst of mess. And that was your out. And you wouldn't take his call, so you got stuck doing what you really knew you should not do. Fear prevents us from answering God's call. God didn't give you that spirit of fear. We got to know when God is calling. If these things, they tell you nowadays, mother, they can't, they, they, they block the number, they tell you it's blocked. But they tell you who it is. And then they got an app, they for all y'all who hide your numbers, there's an app you put on the phone that says, hey, this person with this private number, it's so-and-so calling. And here's their phone number. God already knows who you are, where you are, and what you're doing. You can't block it from God. And just like you and I, when we know that someone done swiped us left or turned the phone over or turned it off on us, God knows. You got to make sure that you are really and truly studying and knowing God. So when God does call you, you can say, Lord, here am I. And then like Ananias, just like me, Ananias, you're going to put God first. Now, my last point with Ananias. Ananias used this word that John used. When John saw Jesus coming, John said, Behold, the Lamb of God that take away the sins of the world. Behold. He wanted to get our attention. Behold, here am I. In other words, God, I'm over here. Use me, God. I want to be used by you. I'm answering God. I don't care what the rest of them do or what they don't do. God, I want you to use me. I know it's not about me. It's all about God. But to show God that it's about him by answering God's call when he called you. But preacher, I'm not equipped to do what God wants me to do. And now you can do it. You ain't got to fight. I fought the battle. I've already humbled that boy. He's going to listen. He's ready. Many of us, 
we're afraid to go back and witness to those folk who we did our dirty deeds with because you think they're gonna talk about you. They talk about you anyway. Do you want to please God? Oh, preach, girl. Or do you want to pre please man? The Bible tells us as we close. If you find favor with God, you will automatically find favor with man. God will make those folk who want to do you wrong, do right by you, and they won't know what's going on. Why? Because you got the blood of Jesus on you, and you're a saint of God, you belong to God, and give it. you answer God's call. And as a result of that, God is going to take care of you. Get everything else out of the way, and follow and listen to God, and it will be okay. Somebody wrote a song. They tried Jesus. He's all right. I done tried him. And he's all right. Have you tried him, church? And let's give God praise today. When God calls, answer. When God searched heaven and he needed someone to go down and redeem man. I'm sure, just like these job descriptions, say, I need someone who has not sinned, someone who doesn't have any stains on their record, and oh, by the way, I need someone who is willing to lay down their life and die for me. Or better yet, I need someone who's going to lay down their life and die for these sinful Wretched men, because I'm, a, I'm not a man. I don't lie. I said so that sinners shall surely die. So I need someone to go down and die in their place. Yeah. And he looked all around heaven. And faithful Abraham probably said, hey, I'll do it, God. No, Abraham, you've sinned. You've lied. You said to Sarah, which is sister, you were scared. But Moses, but God, I led all these children out of Egypt, and I faced Pharaoh. I was right down there when he said, raise his rod, and these plagues came in, and folks are dying. I was there, God, and I led him out. But Moses, you killed somebody, brother. You work for me. I, I can use anybody, but for this person, I need someone who has never, ever messed up. And David said, well, God, you surely, and you said, I'm a man of your own heart. So why would you use me? I'll go down and do it. God, just bring me back. I'll go. David, you've committed adultery, you've committed murder, you've lied, you've done all these things. You love me because you wouldn't even touch my anointed and kill him, but you can't go. And I need someone who's going to willingly lay down their physical life and die for these folk who are wretched, who are talking about me and talking about them. I need somebody to go when they spit on him, he ain't going to spit on him back. Somebody when they talk about him, he ain't going to talk back. I need somebody. And as he looked all around, the Bible says the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, they all three in one. They all agree, amen. So Christ being the Word of God, the incarnated Word of God, amen, said, guess what, Father? I'll go. And he went on down, and he came on down, and he died. He answered the call of his Father. And he came, and he died for us. Why did he do that? Because he wanted us to be able to answer God's call when he said, I need you to come out from amongst them, be holy, so I can save you, so my blood can cover you, so I can make you right, so I can put your name in the book. That's what he says. Today, God is calling some folk out of darkness, out of your mess, because he has something for you to do. God didn't call us just to sit around and look cute. He said that. God called us. We can be just like these folk in the word, like Paul. Messed up. Got a thorn in our side. Got some problems. Got some hang-ups. But we still want to do our very best for the Lord. Now notice, he wasn't deliberately walking around trying to make a mark of God. He said, shall I continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. That means you try to live right. But every now and then, I mean, John says, amen, I would that you not sin. But if you do, you got an advocate. 
That means you're trying to do right. Anybody ever try to do right and every now and then you fall down, you stumble, you scrape your knee, amen, you bust your lip, amen, but you get back up and you're bound and determined to do it right the next time. Those folk God are looking for because after a while you're going to get it right. But this morning God is calling some folk. He's calling them out of the dark. He's calling them out of the world. See, we think darkness is just, you know, we all messed up, amen, we drunk up, amen, we high up, amen, we doing all this crazy. No. That ain't it. Many folk got it right according to the standards of the world, but the Bible say everything, amen, it may be lawful, but it's not expedient. That means the world say you can do it, but God say don't do it, amen. I'd rather obey God rather than man. I'd rather be pleasing to God rather than man. So God didn't come out of darkness today. He wants you today. Not tomorrow, church. It ain't guaranteed. I cut a young man's hair on Friday. He was dead on Monday. Ran into a friend of mine's wife and said he's dead. God is calling folk home. Some are saved and some are not saved. We don't know what this afternoon holds for us. Man, get ready to lay down and go to sleep. Before his head hit the pillow, he was gone. Woman got ready to wake up. She died before she woke up. The girl came home and found her mama dead. God ain't guaranteeing tomorrow. God says, come out today. Get saved today. Afternoon, tomorrow, night ain't guaranteed to nobody. We teach our children, Lord, I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die, awake, Lord, I pray you my soul to take. We teach them right. But then with us, we know better than just doing that. We need, we need to be right with God and we won't do it. Are you ready to answer God today, church? Are you ready to give your life over to God today? Is there one today who desires to be right with God? I'm not asking you to be perfect. Only thing I'm asking you is give your life to God. Come just the way you are. Without one thing, not saying, well, God, I was afraid to come because I messed up. No, Adam hid. God was still calling him, though. God is calling you today. Too often, folk will not come in the doors of the church because many of us as believers are saying you can't come because you messed up. Y'all work in the hospital? Do y'all tell sick folk not to come to the hospital? Do y'all tell sick folk not to go to the doctor? You say, no, you need to go to the doctor. Don't wait until tomorrow. That thing is taking folk out quick. Sin is killing folk. Sin, unrepentant, unforgiving sin is sending folk to hell because they're not getting right with Christ. I'd rather preach somebody's funeral who got it right with God after living a messed up life. Because I know that is a sign of God's grace, how he's forgiven them, he picked them up, he's turned them around, and that's what they do for all of us today. How are you going to answer God today, church? Is there one for Christ today? Is there one who desires to get their life right with God? Is there one who's saying, God, I've been ignoring you for a long time. I've been denying you for a long time. I've been turning my back on you for a long time. God, I've been doing what I want to do for a long time. I've been trying to leave my own footprint, God, but now I just want to see your footprint. I want to see your hand on my life. Is there one today? Is there one? Father God, even now as we come, we trust God that at this moment and even in the late hours when this is rebroadcast, God, that someone is giving their life over to you. They heard your call and they're asking your call to come out of darkness now, God. God, some God, they know who you are, but they're afraid, oh Lord God, to totally surrender their lives over to you. They have something, God, a thorn, a chain, a shackle, a debt they owe, something hanging over them, God. I ask you even now, Lord God, that you, Lord God, would destroy and break that yoke. Cast those feelings, those fears out of their lives now, God. Oh, God, allow them to taste and see just how good you are. Allow them, God, to receive your grace today, God. We tell you, thank you, Lord God. God, those who have confessed with their mouth and they believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is your son, that he died and that you raised him up from the dead, God, I pray today, God, you will save them, God.
Seal them now, God, until the day of redemption when your son Jesus Christ come back and help us, oh God, not to be caught up in the ways of the world, God, for we realize, God, that we're in this world, but we're not of the world, God. We, God, ought to be a light shining in this world, God. We would have loved one for another, God. So we pray now, God, that you would grant it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Bless your name, God. Church, make sure when God calls, you answer. Often, God, just like Ananias, he would call us by name. And I believe that shows the absolute importance of what God is doing. They say too often um, within organizations, church more specifically, people will not do <clears throat> because they are not personally asked to do something. I'm sure God could have said, hey, I, I need one of y'all Christians to go down here and lay hands on Paul. Hey, Lord, we ain't doing this thing here. But when God looked down and saw Ananias, Ananias, I need you to do this. Ananias had a conversation with God, he answered him, then Ananias responded. That's where we need to be, church. When God comes, it's okay to express your concerns and your reservations and your hesitation to God, but at the end of the day, allow God's will to be done and not your own. Amen.